Hey everybody, welcome to the Hyrith and Other Words podcast. This is your host, Timothy Mangle, and I always want to say, and with me, even though I've done a couple of these solo episodes thus far, but uh, yeah, in my head I always want to say, and with me. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, is this a good way to start off a podcast? Who knows? Um, yeah, but thank you for uh, for coming back if you're coming back if this is your first episode i appreciate uh you checking this out um yeah i uh i've i've been really enjoying doing this because it's been sparking up i want just interesting conversations you know i'll get random messages from people throughout the week just kind of telling me things that they've thought about in the episode and yeah and if you know i just I want to say you're always more than welcome to uh, reach out and I'd love to hear from you leave a comment send a message to me personally or the page or whatever it is and uh, yeah and kind of going off of that um, I, I, I really would love to see a community get built around this right so it's not just me kind of speaking about all these things out into the ether but it's us as a community um, dialoguing and dissecting and um, digesting these stories and these ideas and all those things. So, um, with that being said, I just kind of want to give you a little announcement or a little heads up about some stuff that's going to be happening in the future. But uh, I'm planning on starting a Patreon by the beginning of 2021. So, in a couple of months. Uh, about a month and a month and a half somewhere, maybe a little less than that. I gotta buy Christmas presents and a lot of them. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah. So you know, w- with doing that, I would with starting a Patreon. Obviously, there will be bonus stuff and everything. But the one thing I want to do with that is start a community of people and and really make this about you know not just me, but about you know how do we grow together how do we learn together and how do we really affect our communities and yeah and just yeah so that'll be part of it but I just kind of wanted to give you a little sneak preview of that and uh yeah just keep your heads up knowing that that's coming um but we'll talk about that more at another time I'm sure and uh yeah um so I guess just let's just dive into this. I, I threw a poll up earlier this week on the social medias asking people if they'd rather talk about gratitude or non-duality. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, gratitude won, and I'm happy that it did, you know, because it's Thanksgiving this week, so that's why I was thinking about the topic. But non-duality, that's been something I've been wanting to talk about for a while now. I just we It just hasn't happened yet, but it will. Um... I'm planning at the moment for my next solo episode to be about non-duality, but uh, for this one, we're going to focus on gratitude and uh, giving thanks, and to start off with, just right off the bat, I'm just going to be completely honest with you, I am terrible at giving thanks or being grateful. Uh, I'm not good at it, (sighs) and I don't really know why. Um, other than, you know, there's probably lots of, of reasons I was, I wasn't necessarily a spoiled child, but I, I was an only child. So, you know, you kind of get what you want a lot there. I'm, I'm a very logical person. 
So even like my interactions with the world, like it's all very like balanced and like, well, I'm going to do this for you. And then you do this, like we're eat, <laughs> we, you know, it's, it's not a healthy mindset, right? But it's like, well, I did this for you. So you did this for me. So I'm not in your debt and blah, 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 blah. And you know, there's no, it's not easy for me to be like, thank you, you know? And so that's something that I've personally really have been trying to get better at. I say that, but like, I don't, there's no real action plan in my life, but yeah, I know that it's something that I need to be better at. And so I'm, I'm happy that this is the topic that we're going to be talking about because it's, it's, you know, putting this together and thinking about it, it's really been challenging to me because, you know, well, we'll get into it. <laughs> um, so yeah, gratitude, man. Um, I will. In thinking about this, I thought of one of my favorite uh, books or quotes, and um, yeah, I just wanted to share it with you because I think it it's gonna start kind of where we it's gonna help us make a good starting ground and uh, to go from there. So there's this book called The Myth of Sisyphus by Albus Albert Camus. So one more time, The Myth of Sisyphus by Albert Camus. Albert Camus is was a French philosopher who really, um, he, he was an absurdist, and he, he really defined what that was. So what an absurdist is, and kind of a bookmark, um, just an easy explanation of them is that an absurdist is someone in the philosophical sense who looks out into reality and deems it absurd. And it's not that it's absurd because it's, it's, it's absurd because even though it has its apparent meaninglessness, there's still levels of deep meaning, deep appreciation deep gratitude and that really is is a it's those are weird things to do you know and okay so absurd you know the absurd philosophy really kind of runs slightly in conjunction with nihilism and nihilism is a philosophy that is said that says that life is essentially meaningless that there is no greater plan that there's nothing really happening here and that Life has no um, apparent meaning or value. And why I say that, you know, the absurd philosophy kind of runs conjunction to that, but not, isn't it necessarily, is because they acknowledge the phenomenons of, you know, religious phenomenons or, you know, feeling connected with a person or having a deep moment of love or intimacy with someone. Those are absurd moments in, in an apparently meaningless universe, you know, and and when I was preparing this, something that I thought was, you know, an, an apparent meaningless universe doesn't know what to do with gratitude, you know, because there's no real evolutionary purpose for gratitude. I mean, there is to some degree, obviously, it keeps you, you know, so if you think about evolution just being the the means by which we survive best or how nature decides what is, how do we survive and it's weird that being thankful or having deep moments of um, appreciation for your life can happen, again, in in such crazy circumstances. 
So, okay, I don't. Even, I didn't even get into the quote yet, but I, I love this because this is the opening line of the book, um, of the the myth of Sisyphus. Um, I guess I should explain what the myth of Sisyphus is, but we'll get to that after the quote. Okay, so this is this is the opening line of the book. There is but only one truly serious philosophical problem, and that is suicide. And I I love it because he's absolutely right. It, all philosophical pursuits is essentially trying to answer the question, if you kill yourself, is that in is that justifiable or or is it sad as you know if it's if life is apparently meaningless then again coming from an absurdist or a nihilistic perspective then you know suicide isn't necessarily a bad thing it's just your decision to opt out of a crazy thing that you're in but yet we all have this feeling of why is suicide wrong why is it why is it so tragic when people leave us? And and I'm not trying to start off on a on a dark note, but the reason that I, I, I brought up this quote is because I really want to kind of try to walk the path from nihilism to gratitude or appreciation. Um and and I don't know how to do that better than share how that's happened in my personal life. And what that looks like. And like I said, I'm not great at this. Um, it's something that I, I need practice for and that I need to continually to remind myself to to focus on. So the reason that the, the book is called The Myth, the myth of Sisyphus is because uh, of Sisyphus, who is a, uh, it's a, it's a Greek tale of a man who was cursed to push a boulder up a hill for all eternity. And when the boulder would get to the top of the hill, it would roll back down to the bottom. And he would have to start that process again. And I feel like, if we're all honest, there's definitely been times in our lives when we can relate to Mr. Sisyphus very much. Um, days or weeks go by where you just feel like you're pushing a boulder up a hill and then it falls down and you just you kind of keep pushing it up and then it falls down. And so, again, like, that's... This is what they're wrestling with in the book of the myth of Sisyphus is, you know, is if this is what life is, is it really something that is worth living or, or continuing on in? Now, I don't really want to answer that question, but I want to move from how do we I, I want to answer the question of how do we move from nihilism to gratitude? And, you know, can can you have both? I don't I don't I don't know this. is So. I'm learning with you. This is not something that I've mastered. Like I said, like we're we're definitely trying to figure this one out together. So, I guess I'll just kind of let you know where I'm where I'm at, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, I'll tell a story or kind of just just talk about my life a bit. When I moved back from Taiwan in 2015, um. I was like somewhat hopeful and like still I I had, I was really struggling with my faith and you know if there was a god or not. And that was a struggle for a couple of months and then I was just like I I'm done. I can't I can't do this anymore. I can't 
I can't believe that there's a God in this world where so much suffering happens and you know, you know all those things that kind of push you away from the idea of the universe having any sort of benevolence to it. Um, and for me personally, that really looked like a true sense of lack of meaning, of purpose. Um, I very much identified here with this, you know, the philosophical problem of not that I was suicidal necessarily, but it was it was more of the the notion of, you know, is what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Like, why if life is so meaningless, then if life is meaningless, then why why do we push on? And uh, yeah, obviously, you know, I went on to I moved out to Oregon in two thousand and seventeen to really try to wrap my head around God, which was a terrible uh, feat. <laughs> I mean, it was it was beautiful. Uh, let's not say that it was terrible, but it was, it was a, that's a huge task. Um, and I, realistically, I was just trying to get my shit sorted out and I was trying to find some solid ground and, and try to make sense of my life um, and life in general. But so during that time, I really swung back and forth on the pendulum between, you know, you because know, when I was out in Oregon, I was doing a lot of meditation, a lot of reading into philosophical books and religious books and just everything that you can do. And I would swing back and forth on this pendulum of, you know, life having great purpose and absolutely no meaning whatsoever. And, uh, you know, because like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a logical boy, so I'm, I'm trying to shape, I'm trying to f- do the math on the, the reality that I see and not buy into so much of the hearsay about reality, which would be like religions or whatever. And obviously those are true, but it there's a difference between religious truths and empirical truth, right? So religious truths are more of like myths and metaphors, and they're like, how do we better live our lives whereas there's an actual reality that we're all perceiving and and obviously I sit here now believing that those two live in conjunction but for the longest time I didn't know how to reconcile those two things um yeah and one thing that happened during that time that I thought was very interesting and it, this kind of also helps explain a part of myself to the to to everyone but uh, I don't know if you've noticed this in past episodes, or maybe this is your first episode, um, but I have a very absurd laugh, <laughs> and uh, it's just loud. Like, it's a loud laugh, and it's a loud cackle. Like, anyone, I was standing out in the street here, and, like, my friend's bait, like, my friend's child heard me laughing on the street and knew it was me. Like, I have a, a very predominant laugh. And I the reason... I, I genuinely believe this, that the reason that I have that laugh is because, and it started during that this period out in Oregon. It was because I remember one day, I don't remember what I was laughing about or, or any of those things, but I was sitting down and I was, th- you know, I was, I was laughing and I was having fun with somebody or, or do, I, I really can't remember where it was, but I remember thinking, this is such a gift. The the gift of laughter. 
you know, because like I said, I was swinging back and forth on this pendulum of, you know, is life meaningful? Is there no meaning? Are we just dust in the cosmos? Are we children of God? Like this pendulum back and forth. And I found myself sitting there and I'm just like, man, if if life is meaningless, if this is all just a happy accident, then God, how good is it to laugh? How great of a gift. In 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 the huge scope of eternity, in the in the width and the breadth and the depth of reality. It's amazing that we get a gift like laughter. That we get to sit back and just have this overwhelming sensation of joy and gratitude and and just silliness, you know? And that's another thing of like an inherent meaningless universe doesn't really need much. It doesn't need laughter. It doesn't need these things. There's other ways to make reality better, but reality being the beautiful thing that it is, it gives us these wonderful gifts that are solely just for our enjoyment. And I I noticed that time, that's when my laugh started really becoming predominant because when I would laugh, I would just fall into them. I would just fall into allowing myself to receive all the depth of this gift that I've been given. And again, you know, I say gift in in the context of what either it was a happy accident that created reality or it was a benevolent God who who either way I ended up with the ability to laugh. And man, what a what a precious gift to be able to have, you know? And I really think that my relationship with laughter um has really helped me understand what proper gratitude looks like. Because before, for me, um, especially coming from like a Christian background, uh, it was very much this idea of, listen, like if you're going to eat, make sure that you thank God for it because he's, he'll be happy that you're doing that. And when you pray, make sure that you thank God for your life again because you, know, you should because it's a good gift. He gave you a life. He created you and, and all those things. And I'm not saying those things are wrong, but sitting and thinking about it, it feels like I'm using those things to just try to appease God. And that's not, that's not really genuine, that's not really genuine gratitude, right? Because it's, you're just, you're kind of seeing through the thing, you're just using it for like a tool and then you're discarding it or, you know, like... I remember one time and I was talking with this guy and he, this was when I was over in Taiwan and he was eating a pizza and we were like having a discussion and he was about to eat the last piece of it. And he said, hold on a second. And he stopped the conversation and he took the last bite and he just sat there with it and he closed his eyes and he you know, he tasted it, he chewed it, he he just allowed himself to soak into this gift that was taste, you know, and it's, so I saw through this man and through my own experience with laughter that genuine gratitude is genuine enjoyment. 
when you find yourself genuinely enjoying something, your natural, like the natural psychological response is gratitude. And again, that you know that that doesn't necessarily mean that you're thankful to a deity or whatever, but the the sensation of gratitude and thankfulness it it overcomes you when you're eat, when you actually. And again, this is why I'm saying the word genuine, right? Because I think that's what separates maybe the way that I thought about things before and now how I'm hoping I can think think about things now is that, you know, I'm just saying thank you for these things because I want to make the, the giver happy, but I'm not necessarily enjoying them. You know, I'm I'm just happy that I have them. You know, I'm thinking about this microphone, like, am I grateful that I have it or do I just have it, you know? Um, I'm also thinking about the microphone because it's like two inches from my face. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, there's in, in biblical text in, in both Jewish and Christian, Christian scriptures in Hinduism in Buddhism, I've, I've seen these, this all pop up in those texts of the idea of gratitude, right? Of being able to give thanks and for me, I really do think that gratitude is the perfect religious response. And the reason for that is, is because it's, it's, it both grounds you and it helps you transcend, right? Okay, so let's kind of break this down. And let's, let's kind of look at it from the perspective of genuine enjoyment is uh, the greatest form of uh, gratitude, right? So you're you're enjoying something. I always, let's, let's again, use the example of food, right? So if it's about learning to sit and soak with those things, that that's where genuine, genuineness comes from, right? So you can't just talk about how much you're thankful for this or thankful for that or whatever, and then not actually sit in the enjoyment or in the gratitude of it, because then it's just words, right? And here's, I'm, I'll bring this up because I think it's fitting. Um, there's a reason our brain sticks instantly to negativity. And it's a scientific reason. It's an evolutionary reason. It's because our brains and evolution, these these things are trying to keep us alive. They, they actually care about us and they want us to do well and they want us to, to keep going. So our brain sticks negative instantly to negative experiences because understanding and being aware of the negative things helps us to avoid them in the future. So it's easier for us to be attached to the negative things, which is, it's great. You know, again, like it's great that our brain is looking out for us, trying to make us aware of the negative things and to make sure we don't repeat the same patterns. The problem is when we cling to negativity right so it's all we know is negative because it's it's quicker it's faster it's it's more it's it's there it's a present it's it's apparent rather whereas positive genuine gratitude is so hard to come by because you actually have to sit and this again it's scientific that you have to sit at least 15 to 20 seconds with with whatever it is that you're enjoying you need to learn to soak it up and that was something I, I learned down in Oregon, and I would always, 
challenge myself to not think about how thankful I was or to think about how much I'm enjoying it, but to whatever the situation was or the food was or whatever, but to actually just learn to just sit in the moment of bliss and to just have an open heart and to just sit there and know this is a gift. It's, and okay, so that's, I hadn't really get to the whole, like it, it grounds you and it transcends you, but okay, so it's, whatever it is, it's here, it's apparent, and that's that's the grounding, right? So it's in your worldview, it's within something that you can touch and enjoy, right? So you're not thankful for things that are kind of, I mean, you can be thankful for other things that aren't in your world or your peripheries or whatever, but it's a lot easier when you can touch it, right? You know, I can touch this microphone, I can touch the food I'll eat later, and, and all those things, you know? And again, it, it's it's a grounding experience because it's here. It's physical. It helps you to stay out of your head and to, you know, not fall into the traps that your brain likes to set up for you. And it also transcends you because it makes you aware of the gratitude, the, the grandness and the gravios of life, right? So it makes you realize that life is so much more than just whatever it is I'm doing. So again, going back to laughter, when I when I find myself laughing, I find myself in the midst of a great gift, you know, that my body was able to think about these things, that my body could do whatever my body was doing to help. Yeah, it was just doing whatever it was. And it, what I guess what I'm trying to say is what a great gift, right? Whatever it is, whenever when you learn to be able to sit and to soak into things, it's, you appreciate them for what they are and not what they could be or what they're going to give you. And I really do think that that is how we walk through nihilism to, to gratitude is being able to sit with these things and to just allow them to, to be whatever they are. And that's another thing about gratitude is that it's, it's a thing of surrendering and accepting, right? So by saying I'm thankful for this thing or to be filled with a sensation of gratitude, you're sitting in this thing and you're surrendering to it. You're accepting it. And I, I, those are beautiful spiritual principles to be able to learn to surrender and to accept. And I don't think that we really especially in America, man, we, we really don't know what that looks like because, you know, again, using myself as the, the prime example is I just want gratitude. I just want to use this thing to, to, to make me feel better or to, you know, to record a podcast or to write something down. But all these things are things that I should be grateful for, or at least in the moment of utilizing them, I should be soaking my soaking myself into the appreciation of whatever it is that I'm using or participating in or, or what have you. So, you know, I I don't really know if I if I really I'm not I'll say I'm not the best guy in the world to go to for the idea of gratitude. But I will say that I do believe that the genuine practice of gratitude, it could change everything. And I've said this before a lot that 
you know, like I said at the beginning, this week is Thanksgiving, and I'm just kind of looking and seeing what how culture is responding to it and how it responds to it every year, and it's it's pretty much something along the lines of I'm just going to eat a bunch and spend some time begrudgingly with people who annoy me. And man, that's such a sad commentary on our culture. You know, we have one one holiday a year, one day a year where it's really about thanksgiving, you know, about giving thanks. And we just kind of, you know, every stand-up comedian has had the joke about, you know, you're grateful on Thursday, but then Friday for Black Friday, you go out and buy a big screen TV that you don't need to replace last year's big screen TV that you bought. And it's, and again, I'm, I'm guilty of all these things, but it, it really breaks my heart that we're not a society that champions gratitude. Uh, we were a society that says, you know, if you do this, then this is your reward and you don't have to be thankful because you did it right. And that's, again, that's my mindset. But yeah, you know, so I think to to kind of just close this off, I would just encourage everyone how how do you how do you learn to sit and just genuinely enjoy things? You know, what's keeping you from doing that? Uh, it's it's a consciousness and it's an awareness practice because you have to be intentional about watching whatever it is that you're doing, you know? Yeah, okay, so, I mean, right now I'm recording a podcast. I'm, I'm nervous because, you know, I'm, I want to make sure I'm saying the right things. I'm also just talking to myself. I'm scared I'm not getting my point across. But the question is, is am I enjoying this? And am I soaking up, you know, am I, am I allowing this to be whatever it is? Am I surrendering to it? And I hope so, you know, and I hope that the universe or God or whatever you want to call it, I hope. He understands or it understands that my heart is overflowing in those moments, right? In, in, in moments of great joy and gratitude. So I don't know. I guess, I guess my encouragement to you would be just to figure out why aren't you thankful? That's, I mean, that's what I'm going to be asking myself a lot. Why is gratitude or thanksgiving not something that I practice more often, more regularly, more intentionally. Uh, like I said, you, it's something you got to be intentional about because our brain isn't wired to be intentionally thankful. It's meant to keep us safe, and that usually means focusing on the negative. Um, yeah, but there's there's so much in life to be grateful for. And again, I think, you know, you don't want to just say that and then just be, have it be an excuse to be like, well, I understand you're depressed or whatever, but you should be grateful and because you have this, 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 this. And so that's why I'm saying that it's not just about listing off the things that you have to make sure that to, to then be able to be grateful because I have this, because I have that, you know, it's the enjoyment of the thing. So like for me personally, whenever I'm getting overwhelmed or anxious, not whenever, often, I try to just focus on the fact that I'm breathing. You just heard it in the microphone a little bit, probably. You know, it's it's natural. It It's just happening, you know? And 
in my head and my little dramas and my my little world that I'm creating. You know, there's this problem, there's this problem, but then my body just keeps breathing. It keeps taking in a breath. It keeps releasing the breath. And when you sit and when you learn to be thankful for that, then how do you escape it? Because as long as you're here, as long as you're, as long as you're genuinely thankful for your participation with being, then there's nothing that anyone can take from you. Because you will always be. As long as you have that relationship with soaking into just the general goodness of life, and I I understand that not everyone has that. Obviously, I, I talked about at the beginning my struggles with that, but you're not everyone. You're just you. And so you can't wait for the world to be perfect to be thankful because it's not going to be there anytime soon. And not being thankful won't make the world a better place. Genuine gratitude will. Like I said, it's it it grounds you. It, it gets rid of fear, right? Because I it, it should. Genuine gratitude should get rid of fear because there's there's just acceptance and and joy there you know so i don't know i i don't know if this helped anyone i hope i hope this week that you don't find yourself being pressured to to list off what you're thankful for even though i I put up on the internet asking people to tell me what they're thankful for but i hope you are intentional about getting into the mindset of soaking in and enjoying whatever it is that's before you yeah, because I, I think that's genuine gratitude. And I don't have the exact quote, but to end the book, um, Albus Camus, to end the book, The Myth of Sisyphus, he talks about how Sisyphus, his task is, isn't ultimately pushing the boulder up the hill and all that, but his task is how do you find genuine gratitude in the midst of that? And it's the acceptance and the surrendering of where you are. So, I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving. I hope you are thankful. I hope you encourage people to not just be thankful by listing off things, but to be thankful by, in their core, just to have a general perspective of gratitude for everything. I understand that's hard, and it's not easy, especially given the current climate of the world. But again, the world's not going to get better without us being intentionally grateful. So, I hope this was encouraging. I know I started off talking about suicide, which isn't isn't the greatest thing, but I, I do think learning to, to sit and be genuinely grateful for your life is the thing that will, it'll save us all. It'll change society if we can really learn to do that. I'm thankful for all of you. I really am. I'm thankful. It, it means the world to me when I see it a new play or a new download or a new message or a new comment or whatever. Like I said at the beginning, I would really love to hear from you guys and girls and everyone in between listening. So yeah, have a good weekend. Enjoy some Turkey. Um, I don't know. Is football a thing? Is football happening this year? I don't know. Don't care. Um, (laughs) But if you do, that's great. I'm, I'm genuinely happy that you get to enjoy things like football, if you enjoy football. 
there's your uh, I need a better sign off. If you like football, you like football. <laughs> See you, everybody. Have a good time.